Dang. Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN is made possible in part by Pilar's Tamales, featuring homemade cuisine from El Salvador, from pupusas to horchata. Many dishes feature organic, locally grown produce, and catering is also available. Pilar's is located at 2261 West Liberty in Ann Arbor, and there's a second location in Warren, Michigan. P-I-L-A-R-S tamales.com. Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have half a mind To leave you babe That means I have half a mind To stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food. Thursday evenings at 6.30, which, my God, that's what this is. And the last couple of weeks, it's been a kind of a summer sit-back-and-enjoy sounds of things and thoughts and such and cod and elephants and trunks. Last week, we had a very engrossing story about cod, the history of cod by uh, Mark Kurlansky, I believe, a lot of history and warships and fighting and delicious recipes all at once. Very engrossing, in fact. This week, it's another sit-back-and-relax Sunday. Sunday? No, summer. That's what this is. Pandora's Lunchbox. We are now going to enter the British Kitchen of Food. Miss Soul, lovey! Where's Miss Soul? Wait a bloody minute, can't you? Who are them? Who are them? Who are them? Good heavens. I think we need to tone it down a bit here. A little bit of fake British accent. We'll start it off. Let's start with a little bit of uh, Bonzo Dog Doodah Band and... This is a little morsel called, uh, uh, ditch the accent. This is, I'm going to bring a watermelon to my girl tonight. And so it goes, just sit back, listen, and enjoy. Tonight. 
brought my girl red ribbons, she hung them in her hair. I brought my girl sequins, she stuck them here and there. I brought my girl blue china, she hung it from the shelf. Tonight I'm going to bring a rope and she can hang herself. Creamy pumpkins, when the land tilts, run north, leave the family, you are the important one, the dreamer, the world needs its dreamers, heads like creamy pumpkins, quiet skin, eyes that swivel round like smoke, like turquoise, like bulby grapes, seeing where others face an empty flat wall. The land tilted, and I ran south, for not only did the land tilt the other way, but no one tells me what to do. I ran through snakes in the mud, boiling heaps of string screaming like a million kettles, and reached a woman kneeling on a bush in her nighty, terrified. I leapt up beside her, but only for a moment, for she was beside herself and there was no room. He's got his little white pants and he's got his little vest. He's got his little party in his hair. He's got his little trousers and he's got his little shoes And he wants a bit of Wembley up his you-know-where He's got his little jacket and he's got his little shirt He's got his little motif on his tie He's got his little raincoat and he's got his little hat And he wants a bit of Wembley up his eye yeah, yeah. Don't call Harry a human potato Don't call Harry a spud Don't call Harry a walking King Edward Harry's made of flesh and blood He's got his little office and he's got his little chair He's got his little cactus in his pot He's got his little memos and he's got his little job And he wants a bit of Wembley up his you-know-what He's got his little pension and he's got his little plan He's got his little policy in hand He's got his little laptop and he's got his little pen And he wants a bit of Wembley up his Rio Grande Don't call Harry a human potato Don't fry Harry tonight Don't give Harry a chip on his shoulder Harry's doing all right Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry. Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry. Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry. Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry.
the devil is happening here? A little here? bit of England to defend. He's got his little telly and he's got his little phone and he wants a bit of Wembley at his ponder's end. He's got his little garden and he's got his little shed. He's got his little mower on the grass. He's got his little garage and he's got his little car And he wants a bit of Wembley up his private pass Don't call Harry a human potato Don't roast him on a spike I think Harry's a real golden wonder Let Harry be the spud you like Don't call Harry a human potato Don't call Harry a spud Don't call Harry a walking King Edward Harry's made of flesh and blood Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry. Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up. What the devil is going on here? Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry. Mash it up, mash it up, mash it up, Harry. We're on our way to Wembley. We're on the Wembley way. We're on our way to Utter rubbish. Ministry of Foods office in a London square is a very ordinary looking kitchen. Now this is where those recipes sent in by listeners to the Kitchen Front broadcasts are brought to be tried out. They come from all parts of the country and every likely looking effort is given a trial. Now this idea for a ginger pudding looks pretty good, but you can never tell until it's been made. And so the cook decides to see how it'll turn out. Now what's first? Ah, yes, the cooking fat and margarine must be weighed out. Next, add the sugar. Add sugar. Oh, sorry, I, I'm so used to giving these things out at dictation speed. Now, cream the butter and sugar. Wonder how many times I've said that. The listener's recipe is always followed exactly. Flour next, one, two, three, four, five. In go the rest of the ingredients. Won't be long now before we're seeing results. Can you wonder that sometimes makes my mouth water, giving out tasty recipes like this in an empty broadcasting studio while listeners are tucking into a good breakfast? All that remains now is to pop the pudding on the stove and wait patiently or impatiently while it cooks. But the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. Any time of the day, employees of the Ministry of Food are liable to be pounced on and asked to pronounce judgment on the latest recipe. 
Uh, this time it's the lift men's turn to be used as human guinea pigs. Uh, they don't get danger money for being experimented on either. If it tastes as good as it looks, there shouldn't be any grumbles when this suggestion from a listener goes over the air. But our unofficial food tasters don't always like what they're given, though perhaps it isn't fair to try a ginger pudding on somebody who dislikes ginger. Oh, don't say it's a flop. No, he enjoys it. And now you'll know what's gone on behind the scenes when you hear me say this morning's suggestion comes from a listener, and very good it is. Olympia because it was the food fair with free samples on nearly every stall. No credit required, no occasion for a credit squeeze, so ex-Chancellor Hesket Amory forgot the treasury and enjoyed himself like all the rest. Handsomely represented was India, showing chapatis and red-hot curries. Ghana contributed tropical delight salads. Any hint of the tropics more than welcome this cold summer. Statistics at the food fair are so vital they quite stagger. Given away, a quarter million samples of sausages and meat pies. Rum punch from the West Indies, perfect for a party. 
Then on the domestic front, there are pans which won't burn even when you use no fat. Husbands now say there's no excuse for monotonous meals. Wives must visit the fair and get ideas. But then they want double housekeeping money to afford it all. Passionate senoritas cooking paella. If you understand me, what a dish. Drinker. There is water on the road, fine, smooth water. I kneel upon the pavement and suck as it flows by. So clean and clear, so cool. Men are following my example, women too. I do not like the human race as much as that. Damn, they are at my heels. They trust my taste. What thick, wet lips. I stand like a stiff bush, eyes like ripe slowberries, and they drift away. Now for a drink in the lane. <laughs> <laughs> 
chip shop indeed. It isn't only in Britain that spring this year has taken everyone by surprise. Here in the Ticino, on the borders of Switzerland and Italy, the slopes overlooking Lake Lugano have already burst into flower, at least a fortnight earlier than usual. But what, you may ask, has the early and welcome arrival of bees and blossom to do with food? Well, it's simply that the past winter, one of the mildest in living memory, has had its effect in other ways as well. Most important of all, it's resulted in an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop. The last two weeks of March are an anxious time for the spaghetti farmer. There's always the chance of a late frost, which, while not entirely ruining the crop, generally impairs the flavour and makes it difficult for him to obtain top prices in world markets. But now these dangers are over and the spaghetti harvest goes forward. Spaghetti cultivation here in Switzerland is not, of course, carried out on anything like the tremendous scale of the Italian industry. Many of you, I'm sure, will have seen pictures of the vast spaghetti plantations in the Po Valley. For the Swiss, however, it tends to be more of a family affair. Another reason why this may be a bumper year lies in the virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil, the tiny creature whose depredations have caused much concern in the past. After picking, the spaghetti is laid out to dry in the warm alpine sun. Many people are often puzzled by the fact that spaghetti is produced at such uniform length. But this is the result of many years of patient endeavour by plant breeders who've succeeded in producing the perfect spaghetti. And now the harvest is marked by a traditional meal. Toasts to the new crop are drunk in these boccolinos. And then the waiters enter bearing the ceremonial dish. And it is, of course, spaghetti picked earlier in the day, dried in the sun, and so brought fresh from garden to table at the very peak of condition. For those who love this dish, there's nothing like real homegrown spaghetti. Rubbish. Well, this has been Pandora's lunchbox, mate. That's why I'm using the accent. That is so unconvincing, it's an accent waiting to happen. Let's just drop it, shall we? Erwolf and Face the Music next, but we've heard a bunch of songs which you can read all of at wcbn.org. Read all the songs we play. We heard, last song we heard was Kirsty McCall. There's a guy who works down the chip shop, swears he's Elvis. We heard a Secret Drinker by Ivor Cutler. Elvis Costello and the Attractions, Fish and Chip Paper. Manfred Mann, Brown and Porter's Meat Exporters. Ian Dury and the Blockheads, Mash It Up Harry. Ivor Cutler again, Creamy Pumpkins, and we started things off with the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band with I'm Going to Bring a Watermelon to My Girl Tonight. I hope you have enjoyed the British Kitchen of the Smashing, really. The British Kitchen of Song, yes. Let's smash this out with a little bit of, what does that mean, Merv Griffin and Arthur Treacher. From the album Off and Off, here is Gilbert the Filbert, leading you to the 7 o'clock hour on WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor, Duck. I am known, Rob. 
downtown is a fearful blood For I come straight down from the dear old flood And I know who's who, and I know what's what And between the two, I'm a trifle hot For I set the tone, as you may suppose For I stand alone when it comes to clothes And as for girls, just ask my fans Why, everybody knows wooden huts for Gilbert the Filbert the kernel of the canuts on me as a waste or what but you ought to see how I fag and swat for I'm called by two and by five I'm out which I couldn't do if I slacked about then I count my ties and I change my kit and the exercise keeps me awfully fit once I begin I work like sin I'm full on go and grit It's a kind of a river kwai quality, doesn't it? 7 o'clock, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. My name is R. Wolf. R. Wolf, and this is Face the Music. We're continuing with the Fats Waller legacy retrospective. No end in sight for that. I'll explain more about that later. Tonight, it's a, a special helping of live recordings and film soundtracks, and we're opening with a um, seldom heard, seldom talked about broadcast jam session that happened on December 12, 1938 on Martin Block's Make Believe Ballroom show. That was on the NBC network. What makes this special is it's the, um, the only time that Fats Waller and Louis Armstrong were recorded in performance together. They were good friends. Louis recorded a lot of Waller's compositions did a lot for uh, both of their careers, that they had that collaborative friendship. But Fats, um, checking out at the age of 39, they just simply um, they didn't get a chance to actually make records together. And, and you know if he'd have lived even another 10 years, that certainly would have come to pass. And they were really, uh, the chemistry between them was just marvelous and it was sort of inevitable that they would have gotten together. This is all we have, is these uh, this little cluster of of um, unissued 78 RPM 
um, recordings that were made in the um, NBC studios in December of 1938. So uh, Louis Armstrong.